everybody, welcome back to Dicing Consequences. Before we jump into this episode, let me remind you who our cast is. First, we have Austin Woodyard as the DM, Jake Geedy as Vincent, Kirstie Hamilton as Yerlin, Eric Hamilton as Yelbert, and myself, Savannah Baldwin, as Frida Leafhill. So, without any further ado, we present this next episode of The Curse of Strahd, The Durst Manor, Part 2. Very well. So it appears that whomever this was, was servant to that Strahd character we've heard so much about, or lack thereof. It would appear that whomever this is, could this have been an adventurer or the master of the house? Are they wearing any clothing? The skeleton? Just a suit of leather armor. The leather was unopened, right? The seal wasn't broken. So it must have been someone delivering a message, not the actual person who it was intended for. Perhaps this may have been stolen from the uh, office by this adventurer. I do not believe that the master of the house would have booby-trapped his own treasure chest and then not gone through the necessary steps to disarm said trap so that he himself may not have been actually killed. Yeah, which is why I think this is a messenger and not, or someone, like you said, who stole it from the desk, but not the actual master of the house. Well, if I may, this whole place is creepy as can be. And it seems like it's some, stuck in some type of time warp. In my opinion, it seems like this adventurer is kind of like us and came in after us to try to steal their goods like I would. They got caught up. Uh, they didn't properly open the chest and... Daisy, there they go. Perhaps that is as likely an explanation as the next at this point. In the chest, what what else was in there? Two 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 scrolls. There's three books and the box. Like take a look. There, there wasn't three scrolls. There's only two. Definitely only two. Of course, why wouldn't there be? Yeah, it was just how many there were. I don't know. Yelbert's acting pretty sus right now. <laughs> I'm gonna go with an insight check. Hold on. All right, there's an 18. Hold on. You can't insight check another player. <laughs> Vibe check. Yeah, yeah, but Vibe. you do understand that lying is a sin to, is a sin before God. Um, that's a random assertion. I'm literally giving you things and you're questioning my lying. It's coming out of nowhere. It is the way that you provided said information. You're literally you on said the other two. side of two bookshelves, on the other side of a door, yelling by a desk. What are you talking about up there, Vincent? You said two scrolls. Yes, only two. Definitely two. Only two. Why would there be more? There would, While well, they're bickering, why? could I read the scrolls? <laughs> yeah, there's two scrolls there. One of them is a spell scroll of bless, and another one is a spell scroll of protection from poison. Ooh, those are nice. Just so everyone knows, a spell scroll is a magical scroll allowing anyone, even those without magical aptitude, to cast it. It's a one-time use thing. That yes. is, yes, that is correct. So it was bless and what was the other one? Protection, Protection from poison. Okay. Well, I can cast bless. So Same. Maybe we should give it to someone who cannot, just in case. I can't cast bless. Alrighty. I can cast many other spells, but not that. Can I take a look at, you said there's one one book that actually had like a, an actual like title that we could see. It was like rituals of something. I was just making up some names. There's just a lot of foul books inside, basically. 
can I take one of them off of the shelf? Yes. Okay, and you said that, so like rituals of, you know, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, uh, rituals of okay. the, the priest of Osifus. Okay, great. I'm going to open the, open the, the things and take a look at like the rituals that they say. It would probably take you some time to kind of figure it out. Can I make an, like an arcana check to see if they're like just bogus? Yes. Uh, 15. Yeah, you go ahead and take a look in this book and find that, yeah, most of this doesn't seem to make any proper magical sense in any case. Anyone with the magical aptitude could probably figure out this is mostly just superstition and such. This is all snake oil and smoke screens. Well, it appears either the master or mistress of the house was a either fan of the occult or just an absolutely inept want-to-be necromancer. Mm. What do these supposed uh, rituals entail? Like, what, what are they about? What are they? For? So, most of these are for calling uh, evil spirits or demons. Some in this also bring back spirits and letting them re-inhabit bodies. So, uh, basic cold necromancy thing. So either, so, either it's just a benign collection, which I don't know why he would keep them hidden behind a secret door or this poor sword was taken in by the devil and i give the sign of the cross can i look in the secret room a little bit more uh didn't you say there were shelves or something in the secret room yes. uh just just shelves or books okay are there any books on those shelves oh i'm sorry what i just want to see what else is in the room besides the chest and the skeleton yeah, just some more books on all sorts of necromancy and summoning rituals. Okay. Yeah, let's grab some tomes and uh, kind of bring it to, like, the desk. Kind of just lay them all out. Okay. Oh, I, I also, I took the key from the uh, from the desk as well. I, I didn't know if I... Yeah, you had. Okay. Before we leave, I don't know if we're, we're leaving right now or in a minute, but I want to search the cushions of the chairs and, of course, the fireplace as usual, but without getting singed. Sure. Ah, yes. Yeah. You're, you're, you're looking for money. Money between the couch curtains. No, just anything that could have slipped through that maybe we didn't see. Go ahead and make an investigation check. All right. <laughs> so there's a four. <laughs> okay. Do you want me to do another one for the fireplace? or? Does that... uh, we'll just have it all be one. Okay, cool. Yeah. You don't really find anything in the, uh, the couch cushions, and they kind of feel around the fireplace, but you don't really find anything in that either. Sweet. Everyone does hear uh, something kind of scuffle around outside 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 or outside the room outside the room uh, something very light mm, not very a fan bad too just kind of like skirting across the floor i cast fireball <laughs> oh my god no. i do a divine sense sure all right what do i sense do bear in mind divine sense does not work through walls ah, shoot okay what is the matter, Paladin? Are you frightened at small scurryings in the other room? Yeah, I was going to step outside. I just thought I would do it right there. Sure. Yes, of course. Uh, you go ahead and take a look around, and you cast a Divine Sense, but you don't really sense anything. You do see that this uh, northeastern door is slightly ajar. Oh, I knew we should have gone there. Okay. We need the torch over here, Yurlin. Okay, I guess I poke my nose through the door. Okay. You don't really open it. I, I guess you can open it a little so you can kind of see. So you can see a little bedroom here with a, a couple beds inside. Basically, 
two undecorated rooms. Straw stuff, uh, along with two small chests at their foot, at the feet of the beds. Uh, in one of them, you can see a, uh, a small, like, bundle moving around in the bed itself. Oh, okay. I'm sorry, there was a what? Like a small bundle underneath the blankets. Mm. Ah. Alright, I guess I approach it. Here we go. As you enter the room, there's a loud boom of thunder as the uh, southern door here opens up, and a uh, massive gust of wind and, and rain smothers all the fires in the room, along with your torch. I'm trying to rip this door off its hinges. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, we'll, we'll get to that. As that happens, everyone kind of feels something like scurry underneath their legs, or between their legs, I should say, out of that room. Mm, not a vibe. Be gone, foul darkness! And I cast Create Bonfire in the general direction of the hearth again. Okay. <laughs> Anything? Yeah, you take a look around, and you see that the southern door is now slightly ajar. Or it's actually very wide open because of the wind pouring through. All right, everybody, grab another door. It's time to... <laughs> we should look in the closet before <laughs> we leave this room. Yeah, let's light your torch real quick over at the fire. Good plan. All right, so we, we relight the torch. Okay, so there's a couple of chests here, a couple of different little doors. Uh, should we check the chest first or the doors? Check the bundle. Well, the, the bundle is no that, longer the there. The bundle's not, yeah. I investigate the chest I'm on. Okay, you go and open up one of the chests, and you see that there's some uh, servants' uniforms inside. Did you find anything? Do not let the young ha do not let the young halfling near anything valuable. I'll investigate my chest. Okay, as well. Go ahead and look at this. It's a bunch of uniforms. Yeah, there's there's some more uh, uniforms in that chest as well. All right. I'd like to crack <laughs> open the door that I'm in front of to my left. Okay. Uh, you open it up inside, and you see that there's uh, some tattered travel clothes inside, hanging from hooks. Can I look around a little bit further, or is that it? You think? You can continue looking around. I won't stop you. These want to like push the the travel clothes aside. Well, that was it too. So I guess I'm not gonna find anything. <laughs> yeah, you just and... kind of like push the travel clothes aside, taking a look around. Nothing really else to look at. And then there's the little dumbbell thing that goes to the kitchen downstairs. I think, right? The dumb waiter, yes. Yeah, dumb waiter. That's right. I still look at it just to see if there's anything in there. Like if if this is the level of the food was at or anything, you know. Uh, you go ahead and open it up and see that it's just the pulley system here. Mm -hmm. Should we pull on it? See if we can pull something to us. Well, it's probably the dumbwaiter. But there might be something in it. You know, that is fair. Let's try it. All right, I try it. All right. <laughs> you pull the dumbwaiter to your position. I guess you, like, pull it all the way up first. And, like, kind of gets stuck. And you start pulling it down. And uh, it goes ahead and brings the small wooden elevator to you. Anything in it? Not at the moment. Your hopes and dreams. Uh, <laughs> damn. All right. All right, I'm good. Through the windows in this far room, rain and wind pours in. Oh, lovely. I put my cloak, yeah, cloak, put their cloaks on. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> you, you, you. <laughs> don't fuck with rain, well, man. That's, that's, that's some stress. Probably not enough to soak you through like usual. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to step in because everybody else doesn't seem to want to. But yeah, the gossamer drapes are like being blown around by the uh, the boisterous winds. The chandelier, the brass chandelier above, kind of rocking. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and again, you know what I'm going to do? Light the fire. Okay. All right, somebody batten down the batten down the windows. All right, I'll go get another door. No, 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 no. Just use the piano that's in the room here. <laughs> All of the windows. <laughs> All of the windows with one piano. Oh, we'll you can board them shut. Break it. Okay. Break it. Okay. No, just just shut the just shut the windows. Yeah, no. Okay. I, 
I came over to shut this far one, this far window, and I'm gonna look out as I'm shutting it. Sure. You look outside, uh, and through like a flash of lightning, you can see that a black carriage is parked outside. Oh, all right. Uh, hey guys, did you see that? I look outside too. Sure. Yeah, you see a black carriage being led by two black horses. I definitely see something out there, or someone. I see nothing. I investigate the piano kind of underneath for any hidden areas. Okay, as you're looking around the piano, you can kind of see something moving around underneath it. Ah, I don't like it. I go kind of take a look underneath the piano. You see a shivering pug underneath the piano. A pug? Like a dog? Yes. Oh my my god. god. I, I comfort the pug. Sure. Oh my god. Immediately, you, you kind of kneel down and begin holding the small dog. I know how this is going to end. I'm scared. Oh god. Does he have a name tag? Is there a name tag? You're a fucking monster. Yes. So you go ahead and look on the collar, and it does have a name tag. His name is Lancelot. Lancelot. Okay. <laughs> I, I I keep petting Lancelot. Does Lancelot like, have any aptitude towards me? Is he happy that I'm doing this? Yes. The, the dog was shaking before, but it kind of calms down. Now that you're here. Okay, I, I stand with Lancelot. Should we give him something to eat? I'm going to kneel down and offer him uh, one of my rations. Sure. Not a man of rations, one of my personal. Yeah, it goes ahead and hungrily eats from your hand. There you are. Small thing I absolutely need to protect. And I'll let you guys have control of it. Ah, it's so cute. Gosh, for the audio listeners here... Austin just dropped in a, a token on roll 20 with the cutest pug just in the middle of this horrific manner. <laughs> it's so cute. I'm going to take the pug and I'm going to put him in my satchel. Okay. Yeah, his, his little head just kind of pops out the top of it. I can't. I am your master now, Lancelot. You may call me Vincent or Daddy. He lets out a little yip. I have already become too attached to this thing. Literally the first person to find him. Oh, dear God. But you don't have a satchel to keep him safe in. I do. He trusts me. I'm little. I, I, I do not see that. See why that would... Re- that. Shut up. So wait a minute. So this dog has been here. Can we discern how old it is? I mean, it is a dog. Yeah. We have those. It looks relatively young. Odd. Does Lancelot have any... Uh, since he has a tag, does he have any like address on his on the back of his tag? No. Phone number. <laughs> Phone number. Hey, I'm Lancelot. Lancelot, I'm hella lost. Can you call my dad? <laughs> oh my god. All I care about is getting out of this place with this dog at my side. That's all I care about. Well, there is a carriage outside. The children can go to hell. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, that is. That's a little ungodly of you, but okay. Is there anyone in the carriage or is it just a carriage? There's no windows on it like a carriage would usually have. A very unusual looking thing. Along with no driver on the front. Just the horses, no driver. Well, I guess we should go outside. We've explored every room, I think. Okay. I think that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Well, we definitely want to. Well, the stairs do continue upwards as well. Oh, they. Oh, so... they do. Oh, yes, I didn't know that. but I feel like we should take care of the carriage before we move on. Okay. So, are we going upstairs, or are we checking on that carriage? Oh, I don't know. Up to you guys. I head Look, downstairs. Whatever it is. You head downstairs. Okay. All right. I'll follow him to make sure that you stay safe. You see, kind of uh, down here, that Anthony is kind of curled up by the fire here. Hey, Anthony, how's it going? Quiet, I hope. Well, not to alarm you, but there is a black carriage outside being pulled by horses, so... This is the owners of this place? I imagine not. No, I imagine they have... I guess you guys, are, you guys want to come down, too. We'll get everyone together. <laughs> I was going to say, miles away. 
I suppose they are long <laughs> since dead. Or at least floors away. Oh, since we have the key, why don't we check on that drawer over here real quick? Sure. Does the key fit? Yeah, you go ahead and uh, open it up. Inside is a set of three different crossbows. One light, a hand crossbow, and a heavy crossbow. Nice. Along with 20 bolts. Anybody else have crossbow proficiency besides me? I don't think so. I only have light crossbow. I don't remember if I have that proficiency or not. Let me double check. Yeah, I just have simple weapons, martial weapons for proficiencies. And I don't think a crossbow is a simple or martial weapon. No. It's more, what, finesse and ranged? Yes. A, a simple weapon's like a club. A martial weapon's like a sword. Yeah. Okay. Well, you might want to take the, the bolts anyways. Yes, definitely take the bolts. Okay, so do we have to free this door from underneath the, the things? <laughs> yes, to outside? open it, you would need to break that up. All right. <laughs> Let's open the door. How do we do that? So I guess you guys uh, take some time unjamming it. <laughs> No, 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 no. Like, like this, like this. And I, 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 I make animated gestures that are obviously not what needs to be done. <laughs> Everyone's standing around. You, you, have, you have to twist it. You have to twist it. Eventually, you're able to unjam it and then get the mahogany doors open. All right. Yerlin, come over here. Yerlin's like hiding on the stairs. <laughs> Yerlin's like, no, I'm not going. I'm good. All right. Well, I'm on the lookout and see where. Yeah, right outside is a black carriage. Fantastic. Should we approach it? <laughs> Can we tell if there's anybody in there? You said there weren't any windows, huh? Yeah, you wouldn't really have a way to tell. We could knock on the door. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna be like, knock, knock. So I'm gonna walk up. I don't know where it is, but I'm gonna walk up to it and knock on the door. You walk out into the rain. And with you my, knock on with the door. my waterproof clothes. All right, there's no need to bring that up. I, I know you have it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and you go ahead and uh, attempt to open it, and you find the door is locked. Hmm. Well, we knock on it. Say hello. Yeah, did anybody answer? No. Hmm. Yelbert! <laughs> I sneak out of the room. I'm out of here. Okay. We need help unlocking this. Should we break into someone's carriage, though? I mean... You're unable to figure out the lock on this one, Yelbert, with a seven. Can't look at the horses and see... I can see if they had been, like, riding long, or... Like what kind of status condition the horses are in? They seem like very magnificent looking beasts. Uh, okay. The two horses are still, like I said, attached to the wagon itself. And they don't seem to be very cold or anything with the massive bouts of rain around them. They seem pretty healthy and stuff? Yes. Okay. Um, I'd like to round the carriage and see if there's anything, any other ways to see in or anything. Yeah, uh, you go ahead and take a look on the other side. And you can see that there's a... Uh, a certain symbol that you recall seeing just a little bit ago on the door. Is it for this manor or is it for the other symbol we saw? For Strahd. Strahd. Uh, symbol. I don't want to. Okay. Well, I would say it seems abandoned, but it is locked. <laughs> All right. I, uh, I call to Frida and let her know what I just saw. Okay. Let's go tell the others then. Gilbert's in the kitchen. Yeah. Gilbert's like, bye. <laughs> He's breaking down another door. <laughs> Getting, ready. Getting it ready. We've got lots of splinters and stuff. As they enter back into the room, I'm like, so, Anthony, so now you understand why I firmly believe that heresy, of course, is the most egregious of all sins. Because it's not just, oh, hello. What did you find? Uh, Strahd's carriage is outside. Terrifying. So why don't we just like kind of, you know, bolt the door again? Should we try locking it this time? 
<laughs> well, we can try that, but I think it's important to use the remaining bits of the store as well. Okay. We do both. <laughs> we do both. <laughs> Alright, I guess he jammed the remains of the closet door back underneath. And deadbolted. And then bolted. We know that Strahd's a vampire, right? No. Oh, we don't. Okay. You know he's a bad dude. Bad dude, okay. You know, he says he's gonna help fix the plague, but he's not really cool, especially from that letter. Quite frankly, in that letter, if that servant he was talking about committed all those things, he probably wasn't a good guy either. True. Anywho, let's, I guess, go up to the third floor? What do you guys think? Yes. Alright, let's go. Okay. Nia, are you staying down here? Yes, if you don't mind. Okay, should Vincent stay with him? Oh, Anthony, or not Vincent, I'm sorry, Lancelot, I meant. You can leave Lancelot with Anthony if you like. Yeah, let's do that. No, that... No, Lancelot is my boy, and he shall stay firmly in my satchel. That seems like a safe idea. I vote we have to keep it with that. Yeah, keep the dog safe. He is safe in my satchel. How dare you? Yeah, it's all about you, buddy. <laughs> You're just bitter that Lancelot likes me more than you. Okay. Isn't that right, Schmoopsy? Because <laughs> you fed the dog, lick, licks your hand a little bit. But yeah, you go ahead and climb up the red marble staircase once again to its full height. It ends here. There's a dusty balcony here with a suit of black plate armor standing against the uh, the far wall there. And it's draped up in cobwebs. Also in the room are several oil lamps mounted to the oak-paneled walls. With several carvings of trees, falling leaves, falling critters, basically. Along with a few doors leading out of this room. I would like to, let's say, maybe open that one. I can't really see what's over here, so I don't know what's going on. As you go to open that door, the suit of armor springs the light. Oh, okay. One time I don't check on it. <laughs> uh, and then we're going to go ahead and roll an initiative. That's how they get you. <laughs> they put just basically normal suits of armor in another room. <laughs> All right, we're going to start off with Frida. Looking at this suit of armor, it doesn't seem fleshy at all. It just seems like a suit of armor. That's right. All right. Well, I'm going to attack it with my sword. Does a 21 hit? hit? Yes. All right. And that'll be five slashing damage. Okay. Then that's it. <laughs> on the Yelver turn then. Um, I probably can't... Um, get into hiding here because we're at the base of the staircase. So no reason to bonus action. Uh, I approach it and try to take its knees out. And try to okay. grapple it. You don't have advantage on the strike because it is flanked now. What is a is it acrobatics for a grapple? Yeah, it's a acrobatics. Damn. Yeah. Uh, you have it grappled. All right. So I kind of like wrap around its legs, trying to bring it down. Okay. Yeah. With that, you'll be able to go ahead and bring it prone as as Yelvert kind of snatches it and the the suit of armor kind of clatters with a loud clang clang to the floor. Nice ankle trip. Wooey! That'll be the uh, armor's turn. Uh, it's just gonna try to fling its gauntleted fists at Yelvert. How's a twelve? Uh, a twelve misses. And a seven or seventeen rather. Uh, three bludgeoning then. Barely hits Yelvert at all. It'll be Vincent's uh, turn. I must cast a spell, but I don't want to hurt anybody. It doesn't have any bladed weapons or anything like that, right? No. Okay. I will cast Firebolt then, I suppose. Firebolt. Mm. I'm all, huh? <laughs> yeah. Fireball. Yes. Only Fireball. Always Fireball. Uh, 14 is a miss. 14 is a miss. All right. Pass on. All right. I seem to have failed. You're in. Okay. I'd like to approach it and hit it with it, my mace. How's a nine? Oh, go ahead and move yourself to a spot where you'd like to strike from. So he's on the, he's like held down on the ground, plus there's oh, a bunch of people 15. around him. So a 15 is still a miss, however. Okay. Uh, I'll pass then. Okay. It'll be Frida's turn. Well, it worked pretty well last time, so I'm going to try to smack him with my sword again. Okay. Hey, is 10 is a miss. Okay. And I don't believe I have anything else to do. 
How does maintaining a grapple work? Is that an additional roll? Uh, so it, it has to make a check itself to break away from you. So basically, you're holding it with one hand right now, so you can attack with an open hand. Okay, cool. I strike with my rapier, which... Uh... A crit. Not 20! It's a hit. Not 20! 3 plus 6. 9 piercing damage. Anything else to add, Yelvert? No, I think that's it. I can't really use a bonus to hide. Okay, it's going to make uh, 2 strikes on you again, Yelvert. How's a 14? Uh, 14 does hit. So 8 bludgeoning. It gets a good Savaton foot into your face. Oof. And how's a crit? Oh, that's not so good. It misses, definitely. Oh. It's definitely a critical miss. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, with that, Yelbert gets kicked off and uh, sprawls unconscious onto the floor as the uh, animated armor stands back up. It'll be Vincent's turn. Well, obviously I'm going to cast Firebolt. All right. But uh 22. That's it. Nice. And six. All right. The armor is looking very battered. Anything else you'd like to do? I don't have any long-range healing or anything like that Don't yet, worry about it. So I was going to say, I, I can get to him, too. Yeah, so I got nothing right now. I guess uh, I guess I could cast Mage Armor on him, but it's kind of a moot point right now. All right. It'll be okay. your limb's turn. Great. So how is he, like, out? Yeah, he's unconscious. Okay, is he? should I use Spare the Dying? Is he, like, HP of, like, is he making death saves? Yes. Okay, then I'd like to use Spare the Dying. Okay. You go ahead and cast Spare the Dying on him then, uh, which is a cantrip, and it makes it so he's no longer making death saves. He's now stayed. Okay. Cool, cool. Did that bring me to one or still zero? Still zero. So you're still unconscious. You're just not dying. I don't think I have anything else that's a bonus action. So, oh, could I, like, get in front of him? Or, like, because he's, he's still unconscious. Can I, like... You want to kind of like, stand over him. Yeah, you could do that. Yeah. So, yeah, go ahead and mo- maneuver yourself onto his place. There okay, and I'm good to go. Okay. Right. I'll be Frito's turn again. So I see that Yerlin has kind of got that taken care of for the moment. I'm going to try to hit this guy again and see, because we can see that he's pretty battered, right? That's right. So I'm going to see if we can knock him down. Does a natural 20 uh, <laughs> plus 5 hit? Yeah. It missed. <laughs> that is definitely a hit. All right. Um, let's see. 9 plus 8 slashing. Can you tell me how you dispatch the armor? How I slash the armor? Or dispatch it, I should say. Okay, well, since I'm lower, I'm going to assume that the the cut is coming in sideways, like, towards the torso. So I think it would be kind of funny in the way to, like, kind of hit it where it meets the hip. And then that kind of slides off and the head goes tumbling over. Yeah. Without the head, uh, the rest of the armor kind of falls apart. And the the black armor has a snap crackle popping as uh, magical runes fly off it and the armor destroys itself. And combat will be over. Okay, I'd like to cast Cure Wounds on Yelbert. All right. And he heals for three. I'll have some Cure Wounds that I can use. I'm guessing you're going to need a little bit more. <laughs> He's good. Uh, about a nine. Okay, now I'm, I'm That'll sad. bring you up a little bit. Yeah. Thank you, uh, lady. Anytime. While he's on the ground, I I take Lancelot and I put Lancelot in front of his face and have him lick Yelbert's face. Oh, so oh, Lancelot's the one who healed him. That's right. Yes, wake up, wake up. Licking his uh, his badly bruised <laughs> bruised flesh. That's got to heal for some, right? Big morale. Yeah, it's morale. It makes my well, strength, right? <laughs> here's 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 five stress. I'll give you that. Here's five oh, stress. Yeah, dude. It's helpful actually. I'm thinking Yelbert thinks that Lancelot cast cure wounds on him, right? The magic dog. I'm thinking that Yelbert probably is like, this dog saved me. <laughs> <laughs> He's a magical boy. 
He's such a boy. So through the door then, yeah? Sure. You go and enter this room, and there's dust and cobwebs that shroud this elegantly appointed bedroom. You can hear a sort of creaking coming from this room right here. Oh, uh, along fun. There's a set of double doors set with panes of stained glass onto this outside balcony here. Shall we? Oh, there's also, I should say, there's a also this uh, large bed here with two end tables. There's a empty wardrobe over here. It's uh, open right now, so you can see it's empty. Along with a full-length mirror to the left of the empty wardrobe. I would like to check on that mirror and see if it's like a Phantom of the Opera sort of thing going on. <laughs> Insolent girl! So do you just want to like look in the mirror? I, no, I want to. She's see checking if, herself out. <laughs> no, I wanted to see if there was like the mirror opened. I see. Yeah, you go ahead and pull on the mirror, and it is. It does open. Ah. And it reveals a staircase going upwards. Ah, yes, because there are four floors. All right, well, that's good to know. I let the others know hey, there's a secret staircase over here. Of course, there's more secrets. But before we go up, should we check out these rooms over here? Well, there was some creaking over there. This one leads outside, so you can hear, like, rain and stuff. It's this room oh. that the creaking is coming from. Ah. Oh. Let's take a look. Yeah, you go ahead and open up this small nursery. Before you enter, I'll go ahead and explain what's going on in here. There's a crib that's slowly being rocked. Standing <laughs> above it, a figure in black. Uh, you're not sure if they're wearing black, but they just seem like blackness itself, just a void. Uh, your torch doesn't seem to illuminate them at the slightest. You can hear a woman's voice cooing, cooing as it rocks the crib. Inside the crib, you can see a, uh, a small, tightly wrapped, baby-sized bundle. Oh. I, I, without, without, without saying anything, I, I uh, would just say to the characters, I will say everybody, Everyone, shut the door, make no noise, and back away slowly. All right. Sounds yeah, I'm good. Yeah, do that. Yeah, all right. So you just say, <laughs> all right. Very cool. And you close the door. Nope. <laughs> and we close the door. And we say, nope, not today. <laughs> uh, we grab one of the end tables. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I see where you're going. I grab the outside door and rip it off <laughs> and shove it in there. No. I'm pretty sure we don't want to anger that spirit that's in there. So let's let's no. go the let's go the end table route. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you go ahead and and jam the door with the end table. <laughs> okay, feel better now. The question as the little one who likes riches, why are we in here? <laughs> <laughs> that's a great question. <laughs> why did we feel compelled? Oh right, the fog wouldn't let us leave. <laughs> Let's go up the secret staircase. Let's take a look more at this floor we're on. Yeah, there's more doors over towards Vincent, too. Sure. You're going to open up this one first? Yeah. Oh, I didn't even see that there was one right there, so yeah. Okay. Find a sort of master bedroom here. The double doors open up, and it's it's also very dusty and cobweb-filled, this. Burgundy drapes cover the far windows there. The, furniture, the furnishings in this room include a large four-poster bed with embroidered curtains and tattered gossamer veils. There's a matching pair of wardrobes. They stand open, and you can see that they're empty. A rotting tiger skin rug rests in front of the uh, fireplace there. Atop the uh, fireplace, that is, stands a portrait of the two parents that you saw earlier. The painting is labeled Gustav and Elizabeth Durst. Gustav and Elizabeth. Next to the door is a full-length mirror here. Well, not a full-length mirror, but a sort of like a, a vanity is what I'm looking for of a wood-framed mirror and a jewelry box on top. 
I would like to take a look at the vanity and see what I can find. Sure. You can see that it's been here for a long time, and it's totally covered with dust. You can see the only thing that's uh, left atop it is the jewelry box itself. Okay, can I open the jewelry box? Sure. Inside, atop everything, is a letter still sealed with the wax seal of a windmill on top. Inside are three gold rings and a thin necklace of a topaz pendant, looking to Uh be made of platinum. Great. Can I open the letter? Sure. And I'll go ahead and let you read it off. My dear Mrs. Petrovna, your advice on dealing with the unwanted fiend in my home is very good advice indeed. Tonight's ceremony will proceed as planned when the moon is at its highest peak, without, of course, the attendance of Mr. Durst. I must agree with you that, yes, with such an innocent sacrifice, our proceedings may have better results. Although innocent is not quite the term I would use. My thanks, Mrs. Elizabeth Durst. Well, and I read that aloud for everybody. So they were sacrificing the baby then. A demon child, from what it sounds. Mm-hmm. It would appear so. Well, I believe that the Elizabeth Durst, of course, was the woman in the painting below that showed... Some scorn for the bundled child. Perhaps it is the same child that was referenced, the, the, the bastard child that was referenced in the letter from the Strahd character. Mm. My thought was something that was going on with the unwanted fiend. But that might be a little darker. Well, I believe that that spirit was something other. I, I, I believe that all of this is tied to each other in some way. But if we look at my letter... And I pull that out and and show that to everybody. And I take a look at yours. So, we can say, uh, you abandoned love for madness, took solace in the bosom of another woman, and sired a bastard son. Now, now with what Mrs. Durst here is saying is, saying with such an innocent sacrifice, proceeding, uh, proceedings may be results. However, though, innocent is not quite the term I would use. Can I cross-reference this ritual book with, like, what she's talking about here? You're looking for a ritual where the moon would be at its highest peak, basically. Yeah, at its highest and peak, talking sacrifice. about, like, this, yeah, it required some kind of innocent sacrifice. You do find some things of sacrifices and moons, of course, but it has several examples, in fact. But nothing that would specifically... Talk about get rid uh, of an unwanted fiend? No. Mm. I, I believe that the child was sacrificed. And from what I remember, the shadows of the other children that spoke to us is that there was a monster of some kind. Mm-hmm. So I believe that whatever happened, when they sacrificed Walter, some foul beast befell them. And I don't believe that the other children were killed by said beast. I believe they, unfortunately, either starved or suffocated. I was thinking that they were trying to get rid of the beast by sacrificing Walter, and that it did not work. I, I believe, based on this, based on this this note here, that the sacrifice of Walter would have been the catalyst, not the cleanser. In any case, it was and, not. And and yes, no, and, and and quite honestly, all of this hogwash in this book means nothing. So. They just murdered a child, and this is their divine retribution, Mm -hmm. if there is such a thing. Shall we uh, look into the other door? Yeah, let's do it. Inside is a uh, small closet here. Another full-length mirror. No clothes, however, are hanging inside. 
Okay, I guess I see if the mirror is also one of those fancy dancy door mirrors. This one is not. It does come off the wall, however. That is weird. Okay. There's nothing behind it? No. Hmm. Are there any paintings or any other things in this room here? Uh, there was the painting above the fireplace that, w- that hmm. w- of the two parents. Okay. Okay, hmm. I'd like to open the other door. You go ahead and slide it open as some rain and wind buffets against you as you open up a balcony to outside. Oh, cool. Let's light. Let's light a fire in the in the thing as well. Okay. Man, I didn't think this can trip was gonna be worth it at all. But hey. Yeah, it's actually for this place. It's huge. It's been, it's been pretty useful. I kind of want to look outside real quick, back to the forest, see if I see those weird, creepy faces again. You do not this time. And we're on the we're on the wrong side to see the carriage, huh? That's right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you can see that most of the fog is cleared out as well. Yeah. Okay, looking good, y'all. All right, let's go find those creepy stairs. So this is obviously a master bath, master bedroom, yes? Yes. And this is like a, a not an amour, but a, a vanity, yes? This is a vanity, yes. Are there any, I mean, are there, are there drawers in the vanity? You pull them open and you find some long turn to dust, like makeup supplies, basically. Okay, so no, like, no books or any kind of thing that would have been kept in here? No. Or scrolls of any kind, okay. You know, you did leave Lancelot on the stairs. Lancelot's in my, he's in my, my... Satchel. Just haven't dragged mm-hmm. the token around. <laughs> yeah, I just look. It's it's a lot easier just to drag one token around than, than to just assume he's with me. All right. Then let's let's go through. There's one more I door, should... right? Yes. You. I think oh, you're yeah. standing right. In front yeah, of I'm standing on it right now. Do we want to look in there? Yeah. Yeah. I I think we should fully explore this place as much as we can. Oh, I was just wondering where the bathroom would be. Yeah, there's a a small bathroom in this room. It contains a wooden tub with clawed iron feet, a small iron stove with a kettle resting atop it, and a barrel under a spigot in the uh, uh, south wall there. There's a cistern on the roof used to collect rainwater you see, which was borne down on a pipe to the spigot. Okay, I'm satisfied. Back to the creepy staircase? Yeah. Door next to the uh, armor. Oh, shoot. You're right. Hey, try another door here. There's some dusty shelves that line the walls of this room. A few of the shelves have folded sheets, blankets, old bars of soap. There's also a like a cobweb-covered broom against the far wall. Okay, I'm satisfied. Do we want to keep going? Yes. Should we um, Should we open that door again, or should we, like, not? Oh, I definitely do not want to open that door again. <laughs> oh, I do want to look out these southern-facing windows, see the carriage. Yeah. So you okay. go ahead and, uh, and move the the curtains aside, and you do see, still see the carriage outside. And it hasn't moved or anything? That's right. Alright, good to know. Uh, did we get a good look at the figure, or did we just kind of we saw it, just saw it as like a black mask kind of thing? Yeah, it just kind of looked dark in that room. You could open it again. Yeah, let's not do that. In this cabinet here, uh, what's in it? Uh, like I said, it was just wide open when you came in, and it's currently empty. Alright, so there was a nursery next to this, and this is, uh, I would assume, another bedroom. Could this have been nursemaid or something? Or it could be the other woman. Well, the other woman could be the nursemaid. Ooh. Or, or the, maybe the first woman can have I, another baby. I believe what we saw in there was the spirit of whatever woman lived here. And took care of the child. And took care of the child. Because, again, from what we read and from what we saw, I doubt that that woman would have 
cared for a child enough to coo soothe it. Staircase? Yep. Yeah, so let's go ahead and go up the staircase. Okay. There's nothing out on the balcony, yeah? Uh, you don't see anything. Okay. Yeah, you go ahead and climb up the stairs here to the attic and uh, open up the door there. You find a kind of a, a spacious attic hall here, choked with dust and cobwebs. And there are a lot of doors in here. Okay, I vote that we open the southern door last. Okay, agreed. <laughs> okay, Very well. let's crack open this one. Yeah, as you go towards it, you see that it's uh, held shut with a padlock, a big iron padlock. Yeah, let's see. We have an iron key somewhere, right? Yes, I have it right here. Uh, should we use it? Yes, of course. Why not? You uh, twist the key in the lock, and the padlock opens. Pull it out, um, and push the door open. Sure. Inside, uh, you open the door to a, uh, a small children's room. The room contains a bricked-up window flanked by two dusty wood frame beds sized for children. Closer to the door is a toy chest with windmills painted on its side and a dollhouse. It's a, a replica of the uh, edifice that you stand in. The furnishings are draped in cobwebs, and lined in the middle of the room, huddled together, are two small skeletons, tattered and familiar clothing. Oh, this is, oh, what were the children's names? Rose and Thorn. Oh, so they definitely starved in here because they were locked in here. Yes, and I, I I'll go ahead and give the, I don't know what good it's going to do, but give them absolution. Everyone kind of feels a, a, a cold force push through into the room. As you can kind of hear uh, what sounds like sobbing in the room. In the room we're yes. in? You sense two undead, one atop each of the bits. I call out because I think it's the children and I say their names, you know, Thorn, Rose. Yeah, as you call out, two apparitions appear atop the beds. Uh, one of the girl and one of the boy. The boy looks rather miserable while the girl just looks flat, basically. Motionless. You're free to go, children. The door is open. We cannot Please. leave this place. We've tried a long while ago, but we thank you for coming up here. I wish there was more I could do for you. I'm racking my, my brain here real quick. Sorry, you guys go ahead and continue. What do you think is keeping you here? I think our bodies there, we can feel a, a tie to them. Mm. They need a proper burial. Yeah. If we bury your bodies, do you feel like that would help? I think so. I'm just so tired. Okay. Okay. I'll uh, I'll collect the girl's bo bones, I suppose. Yeah, I guess I'll, I'll, co I'll collect the little boy's sure. skeleton. Uh, she, she says... What? I know you've helped so much already, but we cannot help Walter as well. Of course. We will do what we can. Mom and Dad went to stop the monster in the basement and locked us in here to make sure that we'd be safe from it, but they never came back. That's so sad. I, I know. <laughs> I'm trying to think if telling them this would be if I should tell them what I believe came of Walter. I don't think it's worth it. They're children. No. That's fair. Is that a window right there? On the northern end of the room, or is that a door? There's a bricked-up window. A bricked-up window. Yes. Well, I suppose we should probably go check the other rooms. We'll take care of you children. Yeah, the boy just lets us sniff, and uh, the girl nods. Okay, I'll open the door that's just above me, to the north. Okay. In this room, it looks to be a uh, small spare bedroom, filled with cobwebs, slender bed, a nightstand, rocking chair and a uh, small iron stove. Are there any, like, papers lying about or anything? Uh, you take a quick cursory glance around it, but you don't see anything. Okay. I'm satisfied. Okay, I'll open the door to the south. Okay. Go ahead and open a dusty chamber. It's packed with old furniture, 
and it's all draped in dusty white sheets. Near an iron stove, underneath one of the sheets, is a wooden trunk by the looks. I'll take a look at that. Sure. You go ahead and take the oh, the white sheet off. It seemed to have been draped to not cover the whole thing intentionally, to sort of draw the eye to it. Hmm. And as you look inside, uh, you can see that there's bones of a long-dead woman. Ah, all right. I go ahead and do my same absolutions. I guess we're going to have to make a cemetery, aren't we? Yeah, there's going to be a lot of digging involved. I would like to see if, if there are any like identifying features of what remains, like any jewelry that we saw maybe in a portrait or clothing that looks familiar. This is just the bones in this chest. Just the bones, okay. Great. I guess we should also collect them. I don't want to get them mixed up, so someone else should grab these. Yeah, we shouldn't mix the bones. That's a bad idea. The big bone ball. <laughs> mix them all up in the big box or whatever. Yeah, no. So I have the little boys. Yerlin has little girls. Something I just remembered about the children's room. It had to do with the toy chest. Right. The the chest. Okay, so so ob- so the crest obviously of this house based on the seal I saw and, and all the other like just imagery is the windmill, That's right? That's right. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then you said that the house or the dollhouse that was next to it is like an exact replica of the house of this house. Yes? Yeah, that's what it looks like from the outside. Oh shit. Oh, I'm sorry. Um <clears throat> <laughs> Oh, oh my. <laughs> I, I I just go, I think I found something, and then I'm going to rush rush into the children's room. Okay. And open up the uh the dollhouse. Okay, maybe Elbert should grab these bones then. You go ahead and open up the white dollhouse, and inside you can see, from what you've been in, even the insides have been replicated. Of course, I'd expect nothing less from such vain people. Uh, are the children st- are the children's ghosts still here? Yes, they kind of give you oh. cool glances, basically. Don't worry, I I have to take a look at this real quick. The secret passage that we found on found in the library is that there? Yes. Okay, how about this one? The, the one the one that the one that led us up to the attic yes that is also there okay so then can I assume that from the inside here that all that I could find all potentially all of the secret passages you believe so all right okay I'm gonna I'm gonna look for them sure you go okay. ahead and take a look in the only one that you see that you haven't been in yet is a passageway uh, hidden in the attic storage room you can see that this passage leads all the way down so that's why there was no that's why there was no way to get to the basement. It's here. There's there's no other staircase or, or, or doors that lead down. And where's the secret passage? It's in the storage room where we just came from. Oh. I'm going to go over there and go where I believe the secret yeah. door was. You go ahead and feel along the northern wall. Ha! And then it opens up for you. Okay, I still can't see anything. That's because wow, you're, like you're in the dark. Oh. It's darkness. There it is. There you go. Should we check with one spot over here first? Sure. I, I, we know where we need to go next, so why not? Yeah. And is that a door? Oh, That's a window. Okay. <laughs> Wait, it's dark again. Torch <laughs> okay. lady. Okay. <laughs> I, I, sorry, I opened the, the unopened door. There, there have been no fireplaces for me to light anything. So, uh, Inside this room looks to be a uh, another spare bedroom. Okay, satisfied. We can go now. 
Is that a doll right there? Yeah, you can see there's a doll in a lacy yellow dress that sits in the northern window box, cobwebs draping it like a wedding veil. Mm, creepy. I wonder whose dress that could have been. And I forgot to mention oh, well. it, but everyone will be level three after, after opening up Rose and Thorn's bedroom. Oh, oh, oh great. wow, okay. So- we can't do that yet. We'll do that afterwards. Okay. Okay. So we'll do that after we're done with the manor. Yes. Okay. Or at least when we're done with the session. Perhaps you are giving this level up for a reason. Yeah, it's because <laughs> wisdom, <laughs> wisdom beyond the veil. <laughs> All right, can we take a second to to do our leveling? Should be. Well, I if if we're gonna do this level up, then I'm gonna I'm gonna say let's go ahead and cut the episode here. Then I think this I think that's a good anyway. idea. Yeah. Yeah. So just a quick recap for everybody. We're going to go ahead and end the episode here. We've just found the secret passage that I believe leads all the way down to the basement in the manor here. And now we're going to be uh, taking level three. And I'm going to be taking my proper level up because I only leveled up my health. (laughs) I didn't add anything else to my character in the last one. So thank God we only fought an animated suit of armor that we just like had to like beat up on and curb stomp like they did with that printer in office space anyway that is going to wrap it up for this episode thank you all so much for tuning in on your preferred podcasting platform of choice as always i'm jake geedy along with uh, savannah baldwin kirsty hamilton eric hamilton and of course our illustrious dungeon master austin woodyard thank you guys so much for tuning in say goodbye everybody bye goodbye Thank you for listening to this episode of Dice and Consequences. Please like, subscribe, follow, rate, and review our show wherever you're listening in. Our Instagram can be found at Dice and Podcast, and our email, diceandconsequences at gmail.com. Attribution for the sound effects can be found in the episode description, and our theme song and outro is Firestone by Seth Baldwin. Please remember to ask your dungeon master for a rat bag of holding next session. Let's go. Yearlin uh... teleported through the walls. <laughs> there you go. I'll just have it over to open that top door in order to make some room here. Yeah, you go ahead and climb up the stairs here to the attic.